Well, until you're rich, part 15. So I wanted to talk about, you know, God is love and just the whole concept of love. So if we are to prove with, uh, our, you know, the you know, fruit of the spirit, uh, it's talked about in the scripture that we are uh, one, you know, we are one with uh, Messiah or Christ. If we are one with him. Uh, then we have to be able to prove that we can that we're able to walk like him and stuff. And this is this is a, a major area to where we can start to see kind of a separation of you know so-called believers uh, versus those that continue in the faith. Uh, and stuff. So first, let's go to First Corinthians chapter thirteen, and I want to read through probably verses one through seven at least. So 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verse 1, uh, Though I speak with uh, tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clinking cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, and does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Uh, love never fails. And so that's just that ending a little bit, first part of eight and stuff. So um, I think that's just, uh, you know, it's a really good um, thing to kind of realize here. As, as, as I read this, you know, I'm kind of reminded, too, that, um, you know, when, you know, that, that scary verse that, you know, most Christians read about, you know, when everyone's going to come to him the last day and, you know, say, Lord, Lord. You know, we did you know all this in your name. We cast out demons. We we uh, healed in your name and all this stuff. And he says, "I never knew you. Get away from me." You know, <laughs> basically go. You know, and so that you know those scary words. Of, I, I never knew you. You know, and in reading this, you know, it really coincides with that mentality of, you know, you can do, you know, you can do all these works that you want. Uh, you know, in the world, who are running around, uh, you know, claiming claiming they know that they're. Uh, you know, uh, born again uh, Christians, and they want to go around. They, you know, claiming to do miracles, and and so, and even if the miracle, so this kind of shows too. You know, even if the even if the prophecy were real, the tongues were real. Even if they were, you know, real healings and things like that. If they don't have love, uh, then they're a clanking symbol. You know, even if they, even if they, uh, which is kind of scary, but even if they die for their faith, even if they, you know, go and go and get, you know, burned alive or something, become a martyr for the faith. If they don't have love, then it's all for naught, you know, because they really don't, they don't really have Christ. At the end of the day, they don't have Christ. So that's a, you know, very scary thought. But uh, it's, you know, I feel like that's the reality of it here. That's what what the scripture is talking about. If you don't have love, then it's all for nothing. So, um, so let's go to Second Peter, uh, chapter one. Let's go there next. So in Second Peter one, we'll let me start at about verse uh, five here. 
Um, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For uh, so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, so uh, the, you know, I I thought that was interesting too, to see on his list here that it, um, he ultimately, you know, talks about, uh, you know, gaining, and he first talks about uh, diligence and uh, you know, get gained from faith to virtue, to from virtue to knowledge, and 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 what's last on the list is you know, and then it goes into to godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, ultimately to love, and so and it is something in, in my spiritual walk. You know, I've kind of had to realize too that you know it, it it's uh, and it may be different for some people. I don't know, but it seems like that the destination uh, of the true believer is ultimately always love which if you really think about it the you know we know god is love and uh and we're going to look at first john here in a minute too but the um you know so we know god is love and we know that you know ultimately we're told and i kind of we can kind of summarize uh, if you summarize first john and i do recommend going and reading the whole book actually first john uh, reading that whole letter which isn't that much uh, isn't very long anyway but just i would read the whole thing and, um, but we know if we kind of summarize First John, uh, I would kind of summarize it like, ultimately he says in there, if we, you know, we know we're in God if we keep his commandments, okay? And then ultimately, if we love, if we, if we love one another, we love our, our, including, I would even include neighbors in that. So just if we love everybody um, and, and also our brothers in Christ as well, then and even that can also mean praying for your enemies, all, all the all the stuff that scripture talks about. So, but if we think about it, you know, those are not exclusive things. I mean, keeping the commandments is not exclusive from love. Okay, so we have to realize the you know the first the, the primary commandments here, the first and then and second primary commandments that Messiah confirms is to love the Lord your God, and the second one is like it is to love your neighbor. Uh, as yourself and then he tacked on the third important one was uh, to love one another uh, within the the brethren okay and so those three really sum up the law and the prophets for born-again Christians you know those three are pivotal to be a true born-again believer okay and stuff so obviously you have to have faith in Christ and all that but you know then there's you know, with that, those are the really I would say that those are the three, you know, primary um, commandments. And so, but everything else is summed up in that because if you love, if you love your neighbor, are you going to kill him? So thou shalt not murder. If you love your neighbor, are you going to covet their, their their things? Absolutely not. If you're if you uh, love your love your wife, are you going to commit adultery? Of course not. 
So it's all it all ties back in to ultimately God is love. And the commandments represent that. God is love, and here's these commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So it all ties really back into, in, into each other when we talk about the commandments. I feel like the world oftentimes separates you know, love from the commandments. Oftentimes, you know, when we're kind of reading the scripture, we kind of separate those. We have to realize the, you know, yeah, or, you know, we're not necessarily, uh, I mean, we're saved by faith um, through grace, uh, but we're given the spirit so that, so that we can, uh, you know, follow the commandments. And ultimately, you know, again, we, you know, we, we cannot do it without love. Okay. There has to be love and stuff. So, and I thought it was interesting in talking and looking at that First Corinthians 13 when it was talking about love has no, there's no envy. And uh, some translations will say there's not self-seeking, okay, uh, and stuff. So and that means self-centeredness, uh, just that self-seeking is, you know, pursuing your own endeavors. You know, and this whole series has been about, you know, are we pursuing our own little kingdoms or are we pursuing king, the kingdom of God? You know, what are we really, truly pursuing? Because uh, that's ultimately the, uh, the big difference here. And this kind of shows, you know, so people that are self-seeking, if they're seeking their own gain in this life, then ultimately you're lacking in love, okay? Uh, and, you know, your your walk is falling short, okay? And so that's something to really keep in mind. If You know, so and the fruit of the Spirit is ultimately going to be love. Now, is that... One of the first fruits that people see, no, uh, that's something I've even had to pray for. I, I've had to pray for more love. You know, I still do today. I still pray for more, you know, more faith, uh, more love, uh, spiritual gifts. You know, these are things to pray for. More love for God, more love for your neighbor, uh, you know, more love for your spouse, more love for your, you know, just everything in general. You just ask for more love um, in your heart, you know, so I definitely recommend you know, praying for more love and stuff. So, and, um, and of course you're still going to be walking the commandments and, you know, praying about those as well to do, you know, do better and walking in all the commandments. And, um, I've talked about before in this podcast about, you know, praying about the commandments, you know, uh, you know, every occasionally going through and praying over each one to find out where you're lacking in anything. Uh, cause we know Messiah, as he clarified too, that, you know, just saying adultery by itself is one thing, but when we're talking about even lusting at all with your eyes, um, you know, looking at a woman, for example, or things like that, or just if you're still, you know, deep down, if you're still lusting after things, and then, you know, there's still an issue there that has to be continually weeded out, okay, and, and resolved. So, then I wanted to read a, a excerpt um from this book, the uh, Will the Real Heretics Please Stand Up, that I've been kind of reading for him. I think I actually already read part of this um, previously, but I wanted to read again, uh, and particularly focused on this topic of love, because it was really telling. So let me read here. As one Christian told the Romans, uh, we love one another with a mutual love because we do not know how to hate. If Christians today made such a statement to the world, would the world believe it? The love of the early Christians wasn't limited uh, simply to their fellow believers. Christians also uh, lovingly helped non-believers, the poor, the orphans, the elderly, the sick, the shipwrecked, even their persecutors. 
Jesus had said, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 5.44 The early Christians accepted this statement as a command from their Lord, rather than as an ideal that couldn't be actually practiced in real life. Lactatius wrote, If we all derive our origin from one man whom God created, we are plainly all of one family. Therefore, it must be considered an abomination to hate another human, no matter how guilty he may be. For this reason, God has decreed that we should hate no one, but that we should eliminate hatred, so we can comfort our enemies by reminding them of our mutual relationship. For if we have all been given life from the same God, what else are we but brothers? Because we are all brothers, God teaches us to never do evil to one another, but only good, giving aid to those who are oppressed and experiencing hardship, and giving food to the hungry. Okay, so um, that, that right there just really kind of hits me hard. Um, you know, it kind of makes you realize how lacking, um, you know, so-called Christians are today. You know, we're, we're really lacking in these churches today. are lacking. I mean, there's always a, a, you know, kind of a feeble attempt at doing some things in terms of, you know, they'll... You know, there'll be some, some small things, like food drives and things like that, or passing out food during Thanksgivings. And, you know, there'll be, there'll be some minor attempts a lot of times at, you know, at trying to give back to your, you know, community and things like that. But, you know, I, it doesn't seem like it's anything near the early church. You know, the, the same mentality is, is different. And not only that, it's the, it feels like, too, just, in, you know, sermons I've listened to and stuff over the, over the, over the years, it's, you know, I feel like every everyone's kind of pitted against each other. You know, and I think this is really a, a, a smart tactic of the enemy. Uh, you know, enemy loves to get people you know pitted against each other and, and to divide people based on race or you know, um, even religion uh, disputes. Uh, you, you name it. You know, politics. Um, you know, things like that. Just you know, uh, even sports. People fight over whose best sporting team is. I mean. Just yeah, everything can kind of pit people against one another, and for the enemy, the more the merrier, the more division, uh, the, the the better. Okay, but this is what we have to understand when I'm reading the early early uh, you know Christians and early church fathers. You know, it's very interesting that you know what made what made it very unique was not only were they able were they able and willing to die for the faith. Okay, uh, but. They, they shared a love for one another uh, for and just for everyone in general, for all humans in general. They shared a common uh, you know, love that even the Romans couldn't deny. That, you know, they couldn't even deny that these people, you know, uh, they hate no, they hate no one. You know, they, you know, they hate no one, but they're all, but they're all hated of everyone else. Everyone hates them for, for without cause, you know, right? So there's a very interesting, um, you know, kind of a, a mentality shift there. You know, like I said, it's really, uh, you know, made me, you know, feel lacking in two in terms of lacking in love. And it's something I've still got to work on in my spiritual walk as well. In that, uh, so we pur- purge out all hate uh, in us. And then, speaking of that, we'll go, let's go ahead and go to First John. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, but I do, again, I do recommend going through and reading the whole thing. So first, John, let me just, I'm, I'm going to kind of skip around here a little bit. Um, let's go uh, chapter 2, verse 5. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected 
in him, by this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Then we'll skip down to uh, verse 9. He who says that he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. Uh, He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Okay, so there you go again with if you hate your brother, then you're 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 not you're basically in darkness you're not walking the right path okay and then there is uh going at verse 15 there it does talk about do not love the world things of the world i won't get too much into that one but same concept it's just you know that's the other side of it so those that you know that's the difference is you know christians should love you know uh all the you know love the all the people that god created okay and um you know, that's kind of the difference. Think about it, though. The, the, you know, the people that are unrighteous love the things of this world in terms of, you know, money especially. Money, lusts, you know, pursuing lust of the flesh, drunkenness, all these things uh, but that they're running after the things of the world. And stuff, power, you know, things like that. Uh, esteem of the world, uh, like the Pharisees, uh, you know, trying to get, you know, worldly honors. Um, you know, want the best seats in the house, so to speak. You know, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of the opposite of a born-again believer should be pursuing the things of God and they know a better kingdom's coming, okay? And then we talk about that as far as having having our eyes fixed on the right uh, kingdom to come. And now let's skip to um, still chapter 2. We'll go to verse 29 here at the end of that chapter. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Okay. Then, then we're gonna let's skip to chapter four, verse seven. Beloved, uh, let us love one another, for uh, love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows Him. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Uh, so the uh, and we'll go to verse. Let me skip over to verse twelve. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him, and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. And then going down to the end of verse 16, God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in Him. Okay, so there's that same concept. You know, God is love, and that, you know, and I, and I like when it talks about that you know when you have love that yeah it means you've been perfected and this is a kind of the concept to me i've kind of like i said realized that you know it's it's almost like you know the the love is kind of like the final perfection okay and i I mentioned in first peter where last on his list there of of things was love okay Uh, and so i think that's not by accident in my opinion Uh, i would say it's not by accident because you know the love you know, proves a true, you know, changing of the heart, okay? It's not something that is, there's no way the your flesh can accomplish this, okay? There's no way, you know, the world and the flesh and stuff like that is, you know, can accomplish it. So, you know, that's the, so love is the kind of the ultimate thing. And I think it's no, no um, surprise here 
that uh, the Apostle John was the last living apostle, right? He was the last living apostle, and uh, he's you know he's uh, wrote Revelation, the Book of Revelation, and and so he he lived the longest out of all the apostles, and he was also the one that cleaved to Messiah. You know, he cleaved to his bosom, and you know so there was so he definitely had. Uh, you know a lot of, you know a lot of love and but he was the longest one that lived out of the apostles and I think it's no mistake that as we see in first John the whole the whole book the whole letter we see you know it's it's all it's all talking about love okay or, or lacking in love loving the world versus uh, loving the things of God so it's really all about love and so you know I think we could see that in him, you know, is a good example. Was love was perfected in him, and he, like I said again, he lived the longest. And not that the other apostles didn't have love, or not that they didn't, you know, show that they did, and they do speak about it as well. Uh, it's just that I think we kind of see a the ultimate kind of uh, even more perfected in in the apostle John, in my opinion, and stuff. And that's why I think it's interesting to see that he did live the longest out of the apostles, and and um, we see even more of a heightened emphasis on love okay and, and of course keeping in mind the early church you know they were they were you know you know early on they were battling you know more of the basic stuff you know just getting people into the faith and trying to keep out the you know false people uh, the circumcision parties and things like that there was a lot of teachings in Greek uh, in Greece about you know the uh, different false teachings uh, and stuff that they had to kind of combat that you know that Messiah didn't come in the flesh and just things like that that they were also battling um, so um, that they're dealing with and so then we but we kind of kind of see a final conclusion of ultimately look you know love is the ultimate thing but you know when you're reading that when you're when you're green in the faith you know it can be very um, you know I don't know it can be very hard to imagine some of these things especially you know most Christians if you tell them to pray for their enemies um, then you know most people will balk at that you know there's going to be you know, you know, yeah, yeah right. Um, but we need to pause and really think for a second. Like that's that's a real dangerous mentality to think to think that way. It's really dangerous. Um, I mean, even even to our own uh, our own salvation, basically, is is at stake. If if we you know if we hate anyone, and that's exactly what John's talking about here, too, is that if you hate your brother, which you know is your neighbor, you know if you hate someone. And that's why Messiah says, if you, you know, if you, you know, if, if there's a, a quarrel between you and your brother, you know, put down your sacrifice and go and, uh, you know, and, and make amends with your brother, then come back and sacrifice. You know, now we don't do, you know, physical sacrifices anymore, but your prayer, your prayer and worship, okay, um, and reading scriptures, all that is is worship, okay, and stuff. So um, if you hate your brother. You know, put those things down. You know, pause those for a minute. Go make amends with your brother, and come back, and then 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 praise God and worship God. Okay, so it's the same lesson for us today. Uh, we just don't have the physical sacrifices anymore. Okay, and then let's see we. Um, and then let me go to we'll go to yeah, ver, yeah, chapter four. We'll go back to verse uh, seventeen. Um, love has been perfected. There's that word again. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as 
He is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who uh, fears has not been made perfect in love. Uh, We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has seen? And this commandment uh, we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Okay? So that's the same concept there. Um, we'll conclude that there, but again, I do recommend going back and reading all of 1 John to get the, get the, the total concept there. Uh, that, you know, if you, again, if you hate anyone in this world, then there's a problem, okay? And there has to be, you know, so that's something to pray about is to root out all uh, hatred in your heart uh, if you're going to follow the ways of God, if you're going to you're going to follow the commandments, then that's a big part of it. This is all you know. Uh, you know we have to love. You know we have to realize. You know in reading the early Christians, it kind of dawned on me too that uh, you know that they truly did show the love for other people in general. That you know even their even their enemies that persecuted them. You know they would uh, pray for them and uh, you know and. And obviously, uh, try to evangelize them, uh, you know, speak the gospel to them, and try to save them, you know. So, uh, and that's one thing I realize is that, you know, it's something that, you know, while in our world the enemy keeps pitting pitting people against each other, you know, like I said, based on anything, you know, nation, skin color, uh, you know, it's you know religion and all these things. Everyone's pitting each other against each other. But how great if we imagine the true church arise again this is which is my hope here is that the true church is going to arise in these last days that and i and i believe that's happening even now but the um, the true church arise then then we will see you know they'll be they'll be totally separate because they're going to they're going to hate no one okay there's literally going to be no hate in them and yet the world will hate them okay again this is the same thing that we've seen throughout history and you know they will love God's word. Uh, they will, uh, like I said, they'll die. Uh, they'll even even die and or even be tortured. Uh, you know to, for their faith. You know they won't give in uh, and stuff. So, uh, but other people, you know, it comes down to um, you know their other gods. You know, you know money or possession like that. I mean, if someone po- points a gun at someone and says, "Give me all your money," you know what are they going to do? Most people are just going to they're going to throw their money here. Take my wallet here. Take this. Take that. You know, so, you know, that's their God day to day, okay? But most people are not going to do that. And even I was reading through that book about even the Romans, you know, that, um, you know, they were just shocked that, that people, these Christians would not give up their gods because for Romans, you know, I mean, they, it was, you know, they would give up their gods probably in a heartbeat for most people, you know, because deep down they probably know they're not real gods, but, uh, you know, they'll give them up, but there's, you know, there's no... You know, they don't have any, there's no true love there. There's no love, there's no real God there. It's all, you know, so, um, you know, they'll throw, they'll give up their idols in a heartbeat uh, when it comes to death or if their life's in jeopardy and stuff. So uh, just kind of an interesting uh, thing there. So so make sure that, uh, I think the question here is, is are you showing signs of love? Because is, is love a fruit in your spiritual walk? Is God 
uh, more and more as God becoming first in your life in all areas, in all things, is God becoming first? These are questions we have to ask ourselves in our spiritual walk. Uh, but in particular, love and is there any hate in our heart? And if there is, that needs to be purged out and you need to pray about that and repent of it and ask God to help cleanse your heart from any hatred and, and to bring more love in your heart. And so this, to me, when we talk about perfection, okay, we want to be, be perfected. This is part of the bride being perfected before Messiah's coming. If you want to be part of the bride, as I do, then let's perfect our hearts. Okay? Be blessed, Messiah.